Hello, my name is Kevin McDonald. I'm a Redemptorist priest stationed in New Smyrna Beach, Florida. And today is the feast of Corpus Christi. During World War II, the French philosopher and playwright Jean-Paul Sartre was imprisoned by the Nazis. The year was 1940. Among his fellow prisoners were several priests, one of whom he grew close in friendship. When they used to have long conversations on the faith, debates really, because Jean-Paul did not believe in God. When Christmas came around, his priest friend persuaded Jean-Paul Sartre to write a play for the prisoners. For his plot, he took the gospel episode of the Magi who visit the infant Jesus. Sartre himself played the role of Balthazar. During the play, Jean-Paul was touched by the hope this Christ child represented, but he couldn't cross over and take that extra step into belief. He was stuck at how could God be so crazy to become a human person. Jesus makes a claim that he is the bread that has come down from heaven, but many people are stuck. They ask, is this not Jesus? the son of Joseph? Do we not know his father and mother? Then how can he say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus' claim becomes even more crazy when he declares that the bread he will give is his flesh for the life of the world. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, he said, and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. For many of his disciples, this was too much. This saying is hard, they said. Who can accept it? And so they drew back and no longer went about with him. What these disciples find so hard to accept, what they cannot bring themselves to believe in, is the love of a God who sends his only Son into the world so that we might have life through him. A love that consists in this, not that we have loved God, but that God has loved us. A love that might well be called crazy, except that as St. Paul reminds us, God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom. We call the Eucharist the real presence. In the Eucharist, Jesus is present, in his presence is real. Believing in the Eucharist requires great faith, as much faith as believing something as crazy as God taking human flesh or a man lying in a tomb for three days rises to new life. I am not saying that you cannot receive divine life without receiving Holy Communion. Moses and Abraham and Sarah, Isaiah and Ezekiel, Esther and Ruth, Joachim and Anne were aflame with God's life. In love. And we know many non-communicating Christians who experience Jesus' promise, if you love me, my Father will love you, and we will come to you and make our home with you. The point is this. In the Eucharist, we have something special, something unique. In a word, Jesus' real presence gives us life. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. 
Oh, I know, our hearts won't stop beating, our brains cease to function. But we will not grow and bear fruit as God intends. Here is a food which, in its potential for giving life, is unparalleled. When we digest the food that we normally eat, we change it into our own substance. By a remarkable transformation, a boiled lobster or a fried hamburger becomes us. Quite the opposite happens in the Eucharist. When the Eucharistic Christ gives himself to us as food, we are transformed into him. So much so that we can cry out with St. Paul, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So how can any one of us continue to moan and groan because our little world passes us by, not recognizing how beautiful we are or how brilliant? What does it matter? We are Christ. Can we even resent the illness or malady or heartache or anxiety that eats at our flesh or saps our spirit? After all, we have been transformed into Christ. We should expect to live the life of the earthbound Jesus, knowing that our lives move to the power of the resurrection only through crucifixion. In the Eucharist, Jesus gives us everything. He does not hold back. He pours himself out without reserve so that we may know the power of his life and God's love.